Ladies and gentlemen, dreamers and doers, seekers of purpose and fulfillment, welcome to Passion on Purpose, the podcast that sets your soul on fire and ignites the spark within you. I'm your host, Steph Hilfer, and I'm beyond thrilled you're here. Passion on Purpose features leaders, experts, and sometimes me on center stage. We put the spotlight on visionaries, entrepreneurs, leaders, experts, and everyday heroes to share their journey of self-discovery, enthusiasm, and unwavering determination. We'll explore how they use their passion and purpose to fuel their brand. Alongside our leaders, we'll provide practical tips, actionable advice, and wisdom from our experts across various fields. So if you're ready to unleash your inner fire, shake off the doubts and insecurities, and pursue a life of purpose with unbridled enthusiasm, then let's dive in. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Passion on Purpose podcast. There's a lot of Ps there. I am your guest, Justin. Always with me is the host of the show, Steph. Uh, Steph, weirdly, how are you today? This is very different. I'm great. Uh, I'm very great. You know, I feel relieved that I don't have to do all this anymore. You just take over the show for me, Justin. This is my thing now. Whenever I get on podcasts, I always just do their intro because I'm hoping that eventually I will just become the podcast god and just do everybody's show for them. I like I, it's that. a weird, not true dream of mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think at the very least, it's got our listeners' attention because that your voice uh, kicking us off is very different than my voice kicking us off. Uh, I could try to sound like you, but it would be me. One of us would get canceled real fast. I was going to say, it could be offensive right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, welcome to the show. Uh, as Justin pointed out, this is the Passion on Purpose podcast, and you are used to me, Steph Hill, for your host, but you are not so used to this energy, which I love, which is Justin Justin Escar. Um, Justin is the owner, founder, master of ceremonies, all things going on behind the scenes at Virtua Consulting Group. Um, and I asked him to come on for this special experts on center stage X, uh, episode, because I have been one of those, it's funny because you wouldn't think so, but I've been a Mac user since my parents got our first computer as a 10 year old. So you would think that I would have been like hardcore Apple all the way user from day one. But, uh, I just got my first iPhone last summer. As, as shocking as that is, um, I just got my first iPad a few months ago, six months ago or so. And I've uh, I've always had MacBooks um, as far as my like computer laptop or what have you. So anywho, when Justin and I connected and I learned what he does through Virtua, which is all things Apple, all things business, I started picking his brain about what am I not taking advantage of? How do I do this? Poor Justin. It's like, hey, how do I find this in my settings? Um, he says, search for it. So, um, but no, he's got so much value, knowledge, experience in this world. And I just wanted to have him come on. We we have a loose agenda, just kind of riffing about the things, the tools that we all have at our disposal. I want you guys to take advantage of, get the most out of it. And that's what we're going to bring to you on the show today with Justin. How, how do you feel about that? I set you up well. Yeah, yeah, no, totally perfect. Uh, good, good. We can, we can do this. Also, you are not like uh, you. You are very much like everyone else who I'm friends with who has a Mac. Who's just like oh, Justin? How do I do this thing? And I'm like, like literally every like I got a I have a friend Scott who calls me up like first words out of mouth is like is tech support open? And I'm like, dude, it's nine a.m. on a Saturday. What do you want from me? <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, he's like my best friend, so it's totally fine. Yeah. 
Well, I think anyone who deals with anything in the, let's do quote unquote tech world has that friend or handful of friends who calls them up for like things that are non-related. Like, Hey, my yeah. cable's not working. Do you know how to fix it? I got, I got like, uh, I got like, uh, we got a new, we got like a new cable modem yesterday. And I'm like, yeah, and they're like, today the toaster is not working. And I'm like, I don't understand how, what? No, no. Call someone else. Like, you know, there's levels. I'll help to a degree, but there are levels. Yeah, I agree. And until, I mean, I will say, I'm not going to put Apple, I'm not going to put aside the idea that Apple might make a toaster one day. So you'll remember this because when you were 10, because we're about the same age, there used to be a screensaver for Mac called Flying Toasters. This is going to bring back yeah. some Yeah. And there were little toasters with wings. And to this day, every Apple consultant that I know is like, bring back Flying Toasters. Well, let's just bring real toaster. <laughs> like, I want an Apple toaster now. Yeah. It would probably have some sort of subscription service if you want <laughs> to do bagels or waffles or something in it. Like, bread is standard, but, like, you need Apple Toast Plus uh, to get, like, bread. If you want your bagel to be, like, somewhere between medium and dark. Like, and then in between, you're going to get ads for whatever new crap <laughs> you're on Apple TV or whatever it is. The latest cream cheese. <laughs> they're like, they're like, would you like your bagel toasted? Yes. Here's an ad for the morning show. With you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Apple, Apple's not like that that bad. I know, I know other, I know other. We're not here to talk about this, but I know other big name companies that would have no problem sticking ads in where they do not belong um, yeah. in products that they shouldn't be making in the first place. Well, you're 100 right. If Apple made a toaster, it would have a screen and it would serve ads. Like that is a no. That's absolutely. So I don't know when this is going up, but uh, just the other day, Apple released their new M3 processors, state of the art. And the problem with Apple is that it's all smoke and mirrors because we have no idea how fast the M1s were to compare it to the M2s and then the M3s, right? So there's no, there's no like legitimacy here. But it's their, it was their first evening event. Um, it was the night before Halloween, and it was at like 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, where I am. And it was very confusing for a lot of people, like what's going on. And for a hot minute, I was like, wait a second. People have been talking about the Apple car and like BMW makes an M3 and they're up to the M3 processor. I was like, there's going to be an Apple car. And then I was a hundred percent dead wrong. They released new laptops with new processors and nobody, <laughs> for 30 minutes and nobody cared. I love that we're talking BMWs and Apples. It's hitting all, my, all of my like loves. I grew up with my father's a BMW technician, retired BMW technician. And I grew up with BMWs all my life. And so the M1, M2 processors thing, I always yeah. had that same thought in my mind. I always did. And I, I, I talk about the ultimate driving machine, the BMW, you know, brand all the time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. This Remind me to talk to you when we're not recording about, see if, I really want a BMW Z1. It's the one where the doors went down into the car, like as opposed yeah. to open. I, yeah. Listeners, if you could find me a BMW Z1 for under, I don't know, let's say three thousand dollars. <laughs> I was gonna uh, say we're gonna have to go to like the two thousand Zs, Z series, yeah. if we're getting you there, and yeah. it might not run. <laughs> I just want one just to see the doors. That's it. All see, right, I but about this. I Talk about Oh, we're gonna stay on this. I always thought the Z's looked very clown shoey. I'm a big BMW fan. Everyone who knows me knows that. But I always thought the Z series looked too clown shoey. You need to just go with the M series. I promise you, you'll be happier. I do agree that the Z3 did look like a clown shoe. Yes. Um, but if you flip it upside down, it would look like something else. Um, but the Z1, <laughs> the Z1 was a very had a very distinct look. It was also very European. Okay. So they were okay with the with the. Um, 
the passionate look of the of the new series. <laughs> and on that note, let's get passionate about some Apple and business stuff. Sure. <laughs> so, um, like I queued it up, you know, I think. Okay, I will say, as somebody who's always been a Mac MacBook user and an iMac user, mm -hmm. um, I I have always always found it easy to use, very um, intuitive, and that's been great. Um, and then I always heard for years because I was the oddball that was sitting with the you know weird Samsung for decades. I always heard that if you are a MacBook user, getting an iPhone, getting an iPad, the seamless connection and how they all just connect and work together is so worth it. And I didn't understand that until I did it. And then I immediately was like, oh yeah, that this, this makes sense. And so I just know that there's so many little things that we can uh, share with the audience that maybe they're not taking advantage of. And I, like I said, loose agenda guys. So just, just where, where's like, if you started with your one and only, if you took nothing away from this episode tip, like what's the first thing you would say, okay, you guys got to be taking advantage of this or doing this. Uh, get an iPhone so you stop being the green text person in your group chat. Nobody likes you. Um, it's true. Uh, it actually, is true. I know that now. What are actually what are the really what are the actually really awesome features? Um, with the I think it was iOS 16 had this. Um, they definitely have it now in iOS 17. But there's a really awesome feature called continuity camera, and it's part of what Apple calls handoff. And so what handoff is Apple's branded name for literally like moving data from like one system to another when it's one device to another so you can do handoff and share data between mac to mac mac to ipad mac to iphone whatever it is and so one of the really awesome features is this continuity camera so if you have if you're in zoom or you're on a or you're on a call or whatever it is or we're here on you know doing this podcast on google on google chrome google meet um turning on continuity camera will allow your iphone to act as a webcam both the front and the back cameras. So you can do kind of cool things where you're not locked into a chair looking at a camera doing things. You can actually take it from your phone and like walk around or do things with it. The other really nice thing is if you, I, I thought this was like a cheeky move on Apple's part because I couldn't really see the usage for it. But I, I have since figured out a couple of people who do this. Um, they make um, a mount, like a clip that can go on the back of your laptop screen and it magnet will use magnetics to hold your iPhone to your to the back of your screen, and so you have to have a, a one of the three camera devices, and it the third camera will point down at your desk, so you can have a conversation and switch to continuity view, and then you have this camera now pointing in your hand. So if you want to do a demonstration with something, mm -hmm. for example, if you're a magician and you want to do card tricks over Zoom, which <laughs> I'll get into sorry about that in a second, uh, has happened to me plenty um that's like a really solid use for it but there's other like businessy uses for it also yeah um you know uh, uh if you want to someone wants to see you signing a document um that kind of thing or if you want to like take them on the go or if you want to do tours real estate people who want to do um remote tours and have their laptop or want to start from their laptop and share documents and then switch to a camera and switch back can easily do that yeah there's like a lot of cool things um that can happen with with the continuity so that's a that's a really interesting one that a lot of people don't know about um the, so the downside to it is it gets in the way sometimes because like it inevitably I've, i remember when it first came out like it always wanted to use my phone as the camera and i was like don't i have a better camera leave me alone so i turned it off 
but I've recently turned it back on for for um, doing things with like uh, training and things like that. So if somebody's doing podcasting and and they are just using their regular webcam that's either built into their computer or they're buying like a cheap one on Amazon, but they're sitting on a thousand plus dollar iPhone, yeah, they should be using the continuity camera yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah 100 because it's gonna be a better camera than you know whatever it is unless you're buying you know a, a, a digital slr or if you're buying like a high-end like if you're buying a 4k brio from logitech or whatever it is i can understand for face but if you want to do anything else because remember that webcam is still tethered to your computer through a usb cord this allows you that freedom continuity camera actually made it a new step with ios 17 if you have an apple tv um, and you update, you can now use the back of your iPhone as a camera and you can do FaceTime from your television, which again, seems cool when you hear it out loud, but then you realize that your phone is on your TV or near your TV and you're sitting back like on a couch, like no one's going to be in that position. Like it's an awkward thing. It's great for kids, but it's a really awkward like from a business sense, but well, I think I, I agree with you. It's awkward on business sense because it's like you're going to be way far back. Yeah. But I'm thinking immediate thought is um, family Thanksgiving, and you know yeah. people who like when you have a huge group and everyone's in the living room and grandma, you know, if a couple states away wants to see, like that's cool. I, I and I think I would agree with that, except that grandma doesn't know how to use FaceTime. <laughs> okay, my grandma's cool, and my grandma does know how to use FaceTime. Because I taught her. Yeah, <laughs> I taught her. But maybe you taught me a couple of things. <laughs> but yeah, so, I, I like that idea. So there's there's cool stuff that you can do. Um, I have yet to find a usage for iPad in business if you are daily driving on a computer. Like I understand iPads in business, mobile fleet. You got people out in the field, quick, easy. You don't need something, right? But like I've had an iPad for years. And I, it sits in a drawer. I never touch it. I've, I've tried to do notes on it. I mean, my handwriting is garbage anyway, so like it doesn't help. But like, I haven't yet found the right business applications for it. Now that being said, I did have a very popular app for a very long time on the iPad called Sign My Pad. It was a digital signature application, and I bought my first house by using it. So like, I understood use cases, but for a full-on business, I'm not sure. But I would like what I do like about it now is. You can use, there's two things you can do with an iPad that most people don't know about. One is called Sidecar. You can use your iPad as a second display. Great if you have a, a nice, you know, a, a 12 inch iPad, you turn it uh, vertically. So you have a nice place, especially if you're uh, doing digital art, put all your palettes aside. So you have a full screen in front of you and doing whatever you want to do. So the Sidecar is a nice one. The other nice cool feature, again, in the handoff category is you have to set this up, but you can actually, using your mouse, drag your mouse to the side of your monitor, and it will then just continue on as a mouse on your iPad. And now your keyboard and mouse work on your iPad. Um, so that's a great way if you don't have like a keyboard or you don't want to touch and you have trackpad, you know, you want to use a trackpad or a mouse or something like that. So like Apple's on its way to making these things innovative, making them work together. You know, there was a big theory that the latest OS that's out, Mac OS 14, was going to be more like iOS or iPad OS. It's not, but it's getting there. Um, and so we're starting, I think we're on the trend of it all being one homogenous ecosystem. Right now, it's still, it's still a little like this could do this, this could do this, this could do this. You know, like you have the home app, 
which is great actually the home app is great for businesses especially if you have an office so you can control all the lights and do everything from like a central place and you have the same data on your phone as you do on your computer as you do on your ipad and you can probably do it from your watch but not as true as of the exercise right the exercise app only exists on the watch now understandably but like there are times where like i want to look up how well i've been doing and i'm sitting on my computer i want my computer to tell me to i want my computer to shame me to stand up one minute every, <laughs> every hour for the next 12 hours like there's things so it, there's a lot that still needs to be done and I, I i honestly feel this is true of all uh technologies and i don't i don't think we've had like a major technological breakthrough since the iphone maybe the new apple vision pro which is coming out in the beginning of the year but I haven't really seen anything, in my personal opinion, that has like blown us out of the water the way the iPhone did. And just the the disconnect between all of the pieces, like it really should just be one, one thing. It is cool, however, if you do it and you set it up. I have my my Apple TV connected to my home kit, and I can say, you know, hey, lady in the box, start Montville movies, and it turns my TV on over there and do things like that. But again, not really. These are like fun, cheeky things, not really business business, yeah, business things, yeah. Well, let me let me say that when I I talked to you, I remember I talked to you before I made my um, iPad purchase, and I remember you you were you were great about kind of talking me out of it, and I actually really <laughs> appreciated the devil's advocate because I mean, spoiler alert, I didn't listen, I bought it, but I will say like the very first the reason I bought it was I did intentionally buy the twelve inch, I bought the biggest size they have because I wanted to use it as that second monitor. I do a lot of traveling at the time. Um, my grandma had a stroke. And so I was like every week traveling down, you know, four plus hours. I was on the train and, you know, having that second monitor for me, I'm usually three monitors deep, like is vital if I'm going to be traveling and working. So, um, the sidecar has been invaluable. Even I know this is so, so sad of me, but Hey, welcome to work from home life yesterday. I just wanted to sit with my dog and be in bed while I worked all day. And so I had my, you know, little table, my little bed table with my computer and I had my sidecar, my, my iPad on you the have side. A perfectly did you have a perfectly cooked sunny side up egg, a half glass of orange juice and a, and a row, a single rose and a vase on it also like, <laughs> Yes, and I took like a picture and posted yeah. it on Instagram too. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, Sidecar has been awesome. And then the thing we maybe, maybe, and you don't have to riff on it if you don't have a ton of experience of it. But the other thing that I love about my iPad has been my my Apple Pen. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness! Like, um, anytime I'm doing any proofing on anything, it it just inherently lets me scribble on it. And yeah. so in the design world and the branding world, as I live in, you know, with my team, not having to drag and drop and draw, like drag a circle and get the new tool to do an arrow and get the new tool to do a text box. I can literally just scribble with my pen. Um, I'm shocked that your hand, if, if your handwriting is as Justin's and it sucks, the cool thing is with the pen, you can literally just put it in writing mode and it will change your scribbles into actual letters. That's what's that's, funny about that is that technology actually came, Apple invented that technology years ago with the Apple Newton, which came out in like 1992. Apple what? The Apple Newton. It was their original tablet. I have one actually right here. If you're not watching on YouTube, guys, you got to flip over because Justin's showing us this, this. This is the uh, this is the the Newton 100. I have a 2000. Rib. This is like their first. This is what they they said. This fits in your pocket and it has handwriting mode uh, on here and it does the same thing. And then uh, this is 
this was a, not a Steve Jobs move. Steve Jobs cut this when he came back. And then he said, no one's ever going to need a thing like this. And no one's ever going to need a pen or a pencil. And lo and behold, now we have the iPad with the Apple pencil. Apple pencil. And if you don't get the right Apple pencil, this is where Apple gets me, to be honest. They do this, uh, they do this marketing ladder bullshit when it comes to pricing. Mm -hmm. I apologize for those who don't like that. You're fine. Because <laughs> um, they they get you. It's like, well, it's $12.99, but like if you want like this one extra thing, it's $14.99. And then you get there and you're like, but 25 cents more gets you the large popcorn. And then it's $17.99 and so on and so forth, right? And now they, they do, they've done that with the Apple Pencil because now you have the Gen 1, the Gen 2, and the USB-C one because the new EU laws and USB-C and whatever. But the USB-C one, which is newer than the Gen 2 Pencil, doesn't have half the features. And so like it defeats the purpose. They only invented it because they wanted they needed to to comply with EU laws when it comes to one Charging. one stable cable for everything. Um and but like that's what gets me. Like as a as the person who's supposed to be the expert on all these things, we have to take certification tests. And like for the test that I just took to get certified support professional, literally one of the questions was like which of these devices is compatible with the Apple Pencil 2? iPad Air 3, iPad Air 4, iPad Mini 5, iPad Pro 12. Like, you're like, there's so many models for us to remember. Like, it's easily Googleable, but like, they want us to know this stuff at the test. They've since actually taken that question off. Enough people complained. But <laughs> um, that's the level we're at with it. So, like, we've kind of limited down our scope of things that we will sell to clients or let our clients buy. Because from a from a hardware perspective, the the MacBook Air, the MacBook Pro, the Mac Mini, the Mac Studio, the Mac uh, uh, the Mac Pro, which is their tower, the iMac, the like it's all these different things. And then there's so many variants in there. You got a 13 inch, a 14 inch, a 16 inch, a 15 inch. It's like, what do you do? So we've kind of just limited it down and just said, look, everyone's getting a MacBook Pro 14 inch unless you need something bigger because. It makes it easier for our staff to remember everything. We know the limitations on the MacBook Air. You can only have one external monitor on a MacBook Air with the M series, but on a MacBook Pro, you can have like six. Um, and so there's there's those things. Also, the other thing about dual monitors, and I'm just gonna throw this out there: stop doing dual monitors. It's silly because you can buy. I have you can't see it on camera, right to the left here. I have a 40 inch 5K display here, which is bigger than three monitors together. Yeah, like. And it's one continuous thing. So I could have like, and built-in software allows me to have like six, I could break it up into six rectangles and lock things into those windows. Like the dual monitor thing was fine when we couldn't do monitors bigger than 21 or 23 inches. But like you can buy huge monitors and they're not that, they're not that expensive. This one's nice and curved, super sharp. I, I can see all the detail in whatever rolling hills of Mac OS Sonoma. I'm assuming it's Sonoma, Sonoma County, California. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so that's that's my beef. I have a lot. I mean, I'm cynical about a lot of stuff. I hate technology stuff. Like I, I you always say like my life would be so much easier if we weren't for technology. But if, if you're looking on YouTube, like I have a huge Mac museum behind me and all these things, not because I want to, but because I have to. Otherwise, people don't take me credibly for, for being <laughs> in the Apple industry. Well, it's clearly a world you live in, and I think it's fun that we're here, almost kind of bashing. I, I not that's too strong a word, but let's go with it. But in reality, like no matter what you love or hate these devices, like they're here and this is how we're functioning. And so to be able to take advantage of them in the business world, you know, is huge. Yeah. Um, so 
okay what about we've talked a lot about the hardware what about some of the internal like and and i know this might be very 101 level for you and that's fine because that's where i'm at but like some of the things that I geek out the most about is like I can have multiple displays. Once again, we're not talking physical hardware monitors. We're talking about what do they it's call them? Like a different desktops. It's called spaces. Spaces. Yeah. They used to call it. It. Yeah. They was they it don't call spaces, but you're thinking okay. like launchpad and mission control and all those other. They ones. changed that. Yeah, that a little. But the spaces is so nice. Like in the yeah. upper, upper. Maybe you can move it. But for me, I have. You know, I always know on my first space is my browser. My second space, I leave free for Finder. My third yeah. space is my Acrobat, Acrobat Pro for PDF viewing. My fourth space is for is for Adobe One, fifth Adobe Two, sixth Adobe Three. Like I have them well, all defined. You your swipe on your trackpad. It's super easy to exactly, get or or on your Magic Mouse, and you can just quickly. Oh, I hate the Magic Mouse. <laughs> I love it. All the things I love. You're like, here's I why I hate the Magic Mouse. Your magic mouse battery dies. What do you do? I use my trackpad and it sucks. No, you have to oh. flip the mouse over to plug it in to charge it, which means you can't use it while it's charging. True. That right? would be so the nice. magic trackpad, I have it plugged in right now, but still functional. That's the number one design flaw. Everybody complains about Apple. Why have they not moved the charging port on the, on the magic mouse to like the back of the mouse and make it still usable? Or they right? can do it on the side. They can do anything. They can do so many things. Yeah, but Johnny Ives left, and Johnny Ives, for anyone who doesn't know, was the senior designer and came up with like these amazing things. So, true story, uh, your magic keyboard, which is if you're on YouTube, it looks like this a very beautiful amount of whiting it. Uh, the metal that's in the magic keyboard, the aluminum that's in the magic keyboard, actually is the remainder material from when they cut the bezel out of the aluminum IMAX. So they would cut a square out for the screen. That square got cut in half, and that became two keyboards. Like he invented that whole process. The man's a, like an industrial design genius. Um, uh, someone made a joke that his Christmas tree has nothing on it, and he calls it sexy because he was like very big on like clean and clear or whatever it is. Um, but very like minimalist, very minimalist. But since he left, things you know things are changed, and we're going through another weird phase with an Apple. Look, it's no longer the Jobs era. It's no longer the Johnny Ive era. Not that Tim Cook's doing a bad job. I'm not here to bash on anything he's done. There's just, uh, until I see the Apple Vision Pro and what it's going to do, which is $3,500, I'm really hoping my mom gives me a really nice holiday gift. Um, what is the Apple Vision Pro? I, the, I, Apple, I, the Apple Vision Pro is their new wearable. It's a, it's a pair of goggles, basically, like ski goggles. And it's supposed to be like VR++++. Because it's see-through, so you can actually, this is weird. There's a camera on the inside, it's mapping my eyes. So if I want to have a conversation with you while I'm wearing it, my eyes will display on the outside of the Vision Pro, like in real time. So like, it's super creepy, yeah. Um, but like, you're supposed <laughs> to be able to like, work within your computer or like watch Netflix or do all these things. Um, and you can actually, you don't even need a monitor anymore. You can just have your keyboard and, and trackpad and your Vision Pro connected to your computer, and that's your monitor, and you're working in this ultimately, <laughs> excuse me, ultimately unlimited spaced size display. Um, but nobody knows because it's not out yet. Interesting. Very, yeah. I mean, the world, uh, did you, oh, it's called, is it called Ready Player Go? Is that the movie? Movie, yeah, 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 yeah. It was I a book first. 
Oh, okay. It was a book for us. So I didn't read the book, but I watched the movie and I loved the movie. And it's such a, a such a youth, youthful movie. Like I know it's a kid movie. Well, maybe it's not a kid movie. My favorite but... line, by the way, I was hoping that you would pick this up. My favorite line in this really crappy movie called Airheads is where they demand from the cops. They go, we want 57 copies of Moby Dick. And the guy goes, the book or the movie? And one of the guys goes, they made a book out of that? Like that's... <laughs> uh, yeah. Apple Vision Pro, early next year. Free your desktop and your apps will follow. And it's this big connective handset. And it's got like a, a hand piece also. And uh, apple.com slash Apple Vision Pro. Be freaked out at okay. home by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. All business things. Apple does plenty of business things. We should talk about business things. Yeah. Well, I think it's, I mean, I think we have. I think the thing is, is Apple is the trajectory of, of where everything is going for humans, right? Yeah. And so if we're in if we're in business world for humans, and that's the thing is we forget that. So to not be aware, even though I feel like, you know, like you're saying, we, we haven't quote unquote talked of the business things, but we have to be abreast of these like the technology advancements because that's where, you know, the kids, the upcoming generations are going to be so familiar with these being like you're almost like you're saying you're almost complaining that how do these not work better together our kids are going to be saying that same thing well why yeah. mom why why doesn't your phone why can't you drag your mouse to your phone that should just happen because they're immersed in this tech not that you know we only not that listeners only serve our youth right now but it is where we're going so it's super important so but yes i would love to hear you know and and whether you love or hate them, keep keep on keep on track with that love and hate that you have for this. But what are some of the business specific software, hardware, you yeah. know, tools and things that we need to be aware of if we're an entrepreneur or a business owner? All right. So if you're if you're if you own a company and you're using Macs, you have to be aware of Apple Business Manager. Apple Business Manager, Apple's, it started off as an inventory management tool. It started off as a way to automatically enroll your Apple devices in mobile device management. I'll get to that in a second. Um, and a place to buy apps and things like that. Apple Business Manager is the key element to making the linchpin of what makes Apple's magic work. So if you have an Apple Business Manager account and you purchase a device through your proprietary e-com store, there's some things you have to do first. You buy a device, it runs through Apple Business Manager. If your Apple business manager is connected to a mobile device management, that's a piece of software that you use to like prep your machines and set rules and restrictions and push certain apps and things like that. I can, this is what we do for our clients. We ship a device directly to the end user's home. They turn it on and it says, welcome Steph. This device is owned by Vim plus here to continue. And you say sure. And then within you know an hour, depending on your internet speed, your entire Adobe suite is downloaded, Office is downloaded, Slack is downloaded, Zoom is downloaded, your user account exists, all these things happen. Ba, 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 ba. It's called automatic device enrollment. All of that magic happens from Apple Business Manager. So whether or not you do this or not, you should be getting an Apple Business Manager account. Sign up for one. They're free. You do need a DUNS number. If you don't have a DUNS number or DUNS and Bradsheet or DMB number, you can look one up or you can apply for one. They're free. They're basically like a credit score for your business. Um, and... You want to buy all your stuff and enroll it through your Apple Business Manager. Then you probably want to have an IT professional like us or someone on your team uh, get you a mobile device management. MDM, my problem with MDM is that it's a noun, a verb, and an adjective. So let me break this down for everybody. MDM is a protocol. Apple invented it. Mobile device management. It was originally invented to literally manage mobile devices like your iPhone. 
The idea is if a phone is in management, I can control what and how it works, what and how, when and where. So if I, for example, have an office and I don't want the camera active on people's iPhones, I can disable the camera app from their phones through software, through mobile device management. So there was a protocol. Then we started getting companies who who took who did mobile device management those are mobile device management software providers but we just call them mzms anyway so now we're at the the protocol is the verb what it does is i'm sorry what it does is the verb then we have these providers that's the noun side of it and then we say is that device under management or under mdm and that's our adjective of it so like there's a lot of different pieces but if you have this set up right it works really really well because you can send a device to someone, whether it's an iPhone, an iPad, a computer, an Apple TV, or an Apple Watch, and it can be pre-populated and set up the second they connect to the internet through Apple Apple Business Manager. So if anything, get an Apple Business Manager. The other nice thing about Apple Business Manager, and this is especially true for businesses who do uh, who, who want to have control of the data flow that they have, is in Apple Business Manager, you can sign up for managed Apple IDs, also known as maids. And with that, you can have Apple IDs at your domain. So uh, Steph, you have your podcast producer, Kim, who I'm sure everybody here has heard of, the great Kim Nito. And if we want to have Kim at vim.com, we don't want her going off and creating an Apple ID that's rogue out in the wild that's only connected to her phone for two-factor authentication, and we don't know what data is in it. So in Apple Business Manager, under the managed Apple IDs, you would create her Apple ID through that. When Kim quits, because she's heard my episode and doesn't want to work for you ever again, you can disable her Apple ID. She can never have that one. So again, security, branding, marketing, control, data control, all of this all happens from this one free thing called Apple Business Manager. So if you have a business, definitely sign up for that. I think it's more important than ever to be aware of that because of the way we're structuring our work now. So whether you're, you know, a solopreneur and you're a small team or you're an enterprise who, you know, post COVID has now this new approach of like, do I let people work from home? Are we hybrid? Are we all in? You know, if you are issuing devices or if you're having people, like you said, I love it out in the wild, you need to rein that control in though. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. This is the exact tool and, and uh, software device down all of the things you said. It's so many acronyms, by the way. Uh, no wonder you love and hate Apple at the same time. We have a thing called I hate TLAs. TLA stands for three-letter acronyms. <laughs> so you make it a three-letter That's awesome. So yeah, so Apple think, is important, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like you said, even a small team, you know, because I mean, I guess, I guess almost even especially a small team because as a small entrepreneur myself, small business owner myself, right? Um, and I love that we're talking about Kim. Kim's going to love it. Um, you know, if Kim left me, you know, God forbid, I would hate that, especially if it was Justin's fault. Um, I would <laughs> hang that over your head for the rest of your life. Um, but I would, I would want to make sure that whoever's stepping in in that role would have all of the things ready to go, all of the, you know, I wouldn't have to worry about the security stress, access, all of that. So that's huge. Love so, that yeah. we talked about that. Yeah. So do that. There, and, and then also from in there, you can purchase apps for your organization. They have the volume purchasing program. So let's say everybody on your team needed, and this has to be an app that's in the app store. Um, let's say everybody on your team needed, I don't know, uh, whatever app you want to pick that's in the app store. You can buy them in bulk pay for them in bulk 
and then with your Apple, with your mobile device management software, deploy that to all of your devices. Mm-hmm. So the office suite, even though you need a license for it to work, the actual applications themselves are available in the app store. Slack is an app that's available in the app store. Um, uh, Zoom is not just as a point of reference, uh, but also all the Apple apps, pages, keynote numbers, all available in the app store. So what we do for our clients is we buy, cause they're all free. So we buy them all in their app store and then we push them. So that way when the person's getting their new computer and it's turning on, all of these things are downloading to their computer immediately. So when they get to work, there's Slack, there's Word, there's Excel, mm-hmm. there's pages, there's keynote and they can get started. Non-Apple apps, or sorry, non-App Store apps, I apologize, non-App Store apps, Google Chrome, Firefox, Zoom, we do those through our mobile device management software. So we can still push those, it's just a different mechanism. Um, And Apple is trying to get more people to do things with the App Store, but like, I don't know if they're ever going to let Google Chrome be available on the App Store because they, you know, they hate one another. Right. Um, But so Apple Business... Apple Business Manager is a big one. Another real big one for businesses, and this is new. Apple actually just kind of released this, I want to say like towards the beginning of the summer, is Apple Business Connect. Now, this is huge, especially for if you're a company that is doing marketing for other people, you should know about this tool so you can actually help your clients with this. Okay. Uh, You ever ask Lady in the Box where something is before and they pull it up, they show you like on the map or they give you the directions or whatever it is? If I can tell you... By the way, lady in the box for people who don't know is the S word. And we don't want to say it because we don't want to activate her. Right. Well, it yeah. could be the A word if you have uh, an Amazon device or the G word if you have a Google device. We always right, just right, say right. Lady in the box. right. We don't want to activate our, our smartphones. Our smartphones. Uh, so true story, the by the way. True story, by the way. Uh, Amazon, uh, do you know that the, the lady in the box for Amazon only listens to a very specific frequency, which is in the normal range of human frequency? So to keep their from their commercial setting off lady in the box, they actually drop that part of the frequency when they say the A word from their commercials, but the rest of it, because it's in a normal human frequency, we hear the commercials say Alexa, but like the Alexa doesn't hear the Alexa. That's fascinating. Yeah. That's awesome. You don't yeah. have an Alexa. I can't imagine you would have an Alexa. I do. I have I have one only. We were a big Alexa household. We're, I'm trying to move to HomePod. The only reason I, I like Alexa is for the kids. There's a lot more stuff for kids than the HomePod one. So yeah. Um, but uh, Apple, all right, so Apple Business Connect. Yeah. So Apple Business Connect is your way to control what is seen in Apple Maps, like the actual app. And this is this is huge and new and really awesome. It's what you control in Apple Maps and Siri and Spotlight on your Mac. See, my phone just went. Uh-huh. I, I knew it. Uh, for those who are not watching, I just chucked my phone across the room. Um, Lady in the Box and Spotlight on your Mac all read from the same Apple database. So you're controlling all of this data from one thing. So it's uh, it's called Apple Business Connect. I think let it's me, just, And let me it's pause really, let me pause really quick. Yeah. I want to pause really quick on that just because I want to frame this for people who are like, what the hell is he talking about? So you know when you go on your phone and you ask, like, show me the nearest donut shop, right? Now, if you're on an Apple phone, what what Lady in the Box is going to show you isn't going to, she's not, unless you've set it this way, and I don't actually know if you can, she's not going to pull up Google Maps and show you where the closest right. donut shop is. She's going to 
pull up Apple Maps. And so, but what, what do a lot of business owners, right? The previous episode we just had, um, the previous expert that we had on center stage, we talked all about Google Business Profile, Google, Biz, Google Business Maps, right? The getting on the map pack for Google. You guys got to think about how this is different. And I just want to, I had one of our clients call and say, hey, when I asked my phone to show me my business, we don't show up. Well, it's because we're not using Apple Business Connect. So I just want to frame that that's why when you talk to your phone, you get something. Yep, we're voguing over here. When you talk to your phone and you ask lady in the box something, you get something different than if you ask gentleman in the box, right? Depends on who you're activating based who you activate is going to give you something different. So right. I think people are still really trying to figure that out. And I'm, I'm not trying to degrade anyone's knowledge here or, or belittle anyone's brain here, but I, we got to think about how these are different entities. So, okay, go for it. Sorry, Justin. Yeah. No, 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 it's fine. And it totally makes sense, right? So with this, I'm actually trying to log into mine in real time. Um, so this is businessconnect.apple.com. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to caveat right for a second here. Have a separate Apple ID for this. Don't use, you can't use a managed Apple ID for this one anyway, but create a separate Apple ID that you can control. Um, and from in here, you can add your company. And what's cool about this is that you could add more than one company. So if you're doing marketing, don't, you want to have all of your clients have their own. Don't do it all for your clients. They could always invite you as an administrator, but they will the you set up your company they're going to want to verify so they're going to send something to the office so it has to be a real office or a place that gets mail it cannot be a p.o box um and in there you can update your logo your hero graphic uh your display name what the company is about you can add photos your address your hours your telephone your website you can highlight special offers um if you have a, a custom app you can share your app there what category you're in any useful information, your status, and your business profile, and things like that. So for us, if you search virtual computers, which is our Apple Consulting part of Virtual Consulting Group, um, in there, you'll see the logo that I put up there. You'll see the icon that I put up there. You'll see the phone numbers that I put up there. However, the one thing you will see up there that we do not control, which Apple knows that this is an issue, is that it pulls Yelp reviews. And like, who uses Yelp? Um, I hate Yelp. <laughs> well, and I will say that confidently on, on record. <laughs> But what is really cool is, especially if you have a retail business or like a restaurant or something like that, is you can do, you can uh, highlight special offers for 30 days using showcases. So you can throw a graphic up there and say something about it. And that every 30 days, you have to replace it. Um, but it gives you, it even gives you like insights. Like this is actually a really cool feature because I can see how many people have looked up our company uh, on the map so I'm, I'm looking at our our actual store which happens to be in columbia missouri um and according to my insights in the last seven days we've had 37 taps on our location meaning they've searched and actually clicked on it um what people are searching for people have searched by our name or our brand uh, for 91 percent of it three percent of it has been i'm sorry 88 percent of it has been for other things like addresses or unclassified services and i even have like a map showing me where people were when they tapped on it so i can kind of like target more in on things um so you get this really valuable information here's uh that was on search you also have insights on the place card so i have 27 people have used our place card for directions because again that's tied into the apple maps thing somebody searched for our company happens to be called gravity down there someone searched for gravity and then pulled it up in apple maps and clicked the directions thing which ran the directions 
program in Apple Maps. And 56 people have done that in the last week. Yeah. So this is a really, really powerful tool. Um, it even shows me how many people have clicked to make phone calls, how many people have clicked on the website, how many people have clicked on the photos. So this is, this is, and it's free. This is free, man. Like you can't get better than that. So this is a, a major stepping stone for Apple. And I, I, I imagine that there's going to be more coming with this. Cause again, this just got open to the public over the summer, I think, or maybe just a little earlier, but it's really a really, really awesome tool and really um, something people should be using at this point. Yeah, we like I said, we just did an episode all about Google Business Profile and Google Maps. And so it's the same principles I've got to imagine that Apple's going to evolve to. So, you know, when we when we buy these devices, inherently the very first thing that you're going to be set up with, unless you have an MDM setting everything up for you, um, is it's going to be all Apple tools. It's going to be Apple Maps, Apple, it's going to be Safari, it's going to be all of Apple's suite. And so what you're going to start finding, like, you know, Bing still exists, Bing.com still exists, because men and women who are 50 plus, who are going to Best Buy, buying a $200 laptop and know no different, know no better, are just working on the default programs that are set up on that Microsoft device. Okay. So now if your audience, if you know your audience is a little bit on the tech savvy side, they're likely Apple users, right? If you recognize some of the nuances of your user and you're not, and they are Apple people, and you're not on Apple Business Connect, right? Is that yeah, the, Apple Business Connect, yeah. Is that ABC? Is that is that our way? Sure. Yeah, TLA. Uh, if you're not on Apple Business Connect, then you are likely missing out on this huge place of people talking to their phones. And with this, with all the technology going into hands-free more and more, being where people are activating by voice, which right now is all on the Apple platforms. I mean, Google, you can too, but you have to do an extra step by clicking. I mean, there's just extra things. Yeah. You want to be there. I guess it's hard because it's like, do I have to be on Bing now and on Google now and on Apple Maps now? Like, do I have to be in yeah, all these the places? Answer is yeah, you have to be on all the places. I'm going to jump on the <laughs> one. The answer is yes. Apple Business Connect, though, what's, what's, the thing about Apple Business Connect is your data is already on Apple Maps. Your company probably already exists on Apple Maps, but you're not controlling it. Exactly. Right? And so this is it. This is your ability to, because for me, control of data is huge, right? I have clients who ask me about, you know, sharing content or they want to share a username between the organization, you know, within the organization or they want to be able to, and I'm like, no, 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 no. 2023 is around compliance laws. We have a lot of stuff. You cannot share data. You need to control data. And so this is kind of part of that where if you have Apple business, uh, uh, a business manager, which is business.apple.com to control your computers and your inventory. And then you have business connect, businessconnect.apple.com to control your public persona and your map and how the lady in the box hears you and how small is. These are areas that you as a business owner need to think about, especially if you're a small business to ensure that like your data is, not being misused or your name and brand are not being misused also mm -hmm. because you can go to google right now i can go to google right now and create a gmail address called justin at vim.com right and it will work and that's not okay now the way to get around that and i'm sure Steph, you've already done this is you have google workspace and you have the domain vim.com verified therefore i can't do that but like 
if you didn't have it verified and it wasn't set up properly, anybody could be an at vim.com with Gmail, right? Like there are things there. You need to control that data. Apple Business Manager, Apple Business Connector, Apple's answers to that. I have plenty of non-Apple-y things that we do um, around security and compliance and 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 things like that. But like in a small business, control your data, control your marketing, control your brand. Start there and then build up from there. Yeah. I think it's a really good kind of like icing on the cake place to stop because I, I want to make sure that we have some time because I want to talk about two things before we wrap. I want to talk about, and I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. By the way, thank you. I learned a ton at already. Two things before wrap. Putting you on I the like spot. I like long though. walks on a beach and people who can cook solid Italian food. You're solid Italian food, not just just like half-ass Italian. Italian. We want like solid Italian yes. food. You gotta. Well, you can impress me with a chicken parm because like that's good. <laughs> what about? eggplant parmesan like that's where if you can do that good i feel like that's the harder one the problem is i do do a killer eggplant parmesan already. oh so your bar is too high all right on that note two things first off tell us more about the cons virtua consulting group but then and and only if you're ready i know you also host another educational platform another educational space for people to come i don't know if you know the ins and outs of that for the next upcoming one if you can tease anything sure. um but i'd like to hear kind of end on those two things yeah so the virtual consulting group which this Kim, cut this, put this at the beginning of the show. Uh, the Virtual Consulting Group is made up of a couple of companies. Virtual Computers is our primary one. We're outsourced IT support for clients who have Apple products, more commonly known as an MSP, but Apple consultants don't like that. So we decided to call ourselves the Apple Consultants Network. We're an ACN, more TLAs. Uh, <laughs> basically, if you are a company five to 50, you do not have an IT person. We become your IT person. We take care of everything, all your help desk, all your issues, all your computers, your security, your compliance. We make sure your data is right. We make sure you have Apple Business Manager, Ecom, Business Connect, all that fun stuff. We do all of that for you. If my phone doesn't work, my light doesn't work, my toaster doesn't work, my refrigerator doesn't work, my computer doesn't work, we will accept those tickets. We will help you with your computer and your phone. Uh, other parts of that company is also I do consulting for other IT consultants to help them grow their business. Um, we also are an Apple authorized service provider, so we can actually fix Apple devices in and out of warranty based on our shop in Columbia, Missouri, Gravity. We're a Apple trainer, so we have training classes. We're rebuilding that entire product called My Mac Mentor, where we do training for people like your grandma to learn, teach them how to use FaceTime and things like that. Um, not and we're my grandma, though. Yeah, not your grandma, you should. Every, or, by your, I meant the boil your, not you. Right. It's not always about you stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like, we're releasing some business trainings there as well. Um, and then I also, uh, I've written a, a business book called Apitalize on Your Idea, How to Succeed in the Business World Without Really Trying. Um, it's actually called Apitalize on Your Idea, Bringing Any Idea to Fruition, but it was based on bringing any, uh, how to succeed in the business without really trying. Basically, it's a 100-page book on, if you have an idea, here's how you build it, here's how you, I mean, it's a little outdated, it's already 10 years old, but the steps are still the same how to outsource, how to build a WordPress website, how to get marketing, how to use interns, how to get your product out there, things like that. Um, this, done is, all this, these is why, this is why this is at the end, not the beginning. Yeah, because it's really, really long. I have a funny t-shirt store. Um, I've had, I have an adult coloring book. I have a kid's <laughs> book about a, a dinosaur with allergies. Um, I do speaking, I do podcasts. And then- You sell chapstick too, right? Huh? Chapstick. You have a chapstick line? Do I have a chapstick line? <laughs> No, I okay. should know. Now you should. Virtual blue chapstick. Um, 
And then I also host a conference called the ACES Conference, which you've been a part of. It's all about the business side of IT consulting um, for IT consultants. And it's, um, did I just come out of, what happened to my picture there? Oh, there's just something in the way on Google. Um, it's all about the, the business side of IT consulting for IT consultants. It's teaching them marketing, management, legal, HR, all the things that you need to learn. And what's funny about it is that 95% of the content that's at ACES could be used in any other organization. It doesn't It's not IT specific, but as an Apple consultant, I know all the other Apple consultants, we've kind of like led down that path. So there's a little technology here and there. Um, and we're going into our 10th year. It's amazing. We've done 10 years uh, as a solo conference owner. Uh, by the way, if you ever want to get publicity of yourself, don't run a conference. It's horrible. They're the worst. Um, <laughs> but we're going to be live and back in person uh, for the first time ever uh, since COVID. We, we, we went virtual in 2020, as did the rest of the world. And we're going to be back May 15th and 16th in Salt Lake City. And I'll put you on the spot. You're going to be there um yeah. doing a presentation for us yeah let's yeah. do it uh, right yeah. accepted you heard it here first on the me passion too on, <laughs> on purpose podcast um <laughs> so yeah so i do a lot of things and and that's kind of the whole thing and then i also host uh a podcast for msps called the all things msp podcast that's not my show i actually got I, I don't know if you can tell but i have a lot of energy so someone tapped me to be the host of that show um, yeah, so they I were great. yeah, they were great because they didn't know what they were getting into. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that shows for MSPs and we talk about kind of similarly marketing management, things like that, um, for, for MSPs in general, like specifically. Right. Um, so yeah, do a lot of things. And then I also have two kids, two dogs, a wife and a mortgage. Very, very nice. And this is why we do this on the end on that. No, no, I'm just joking. Um, I want, so the ACES conference, by the way, guys, yes, I will happily be there and I'm stoked, stoked to be there in person. Um, I was honored to be on the ACES conference last year, but it was virtual. And um, so tell, tell the listeners, you know, my listeners are budding entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, small business owners, medium business owners, mm -hmm. um, who, who are really heart centric. They lead their business with passion. They lead their business with purpose. But then that also, you know, there's this other side of, of the business where we have to just technically and logically and just get done, get the stuff done. Yeah. So is the ACES conference, you know, this is a good answer for me to know too. Would listeners benefit from coming on, showing up? Is there going to be a virtual? It's, tell me the audience for that show, for the conference. Yeah. So for the conference itself, it's going to be people who own IT companies like me. So if you if you own an IT company and you want to learn how to grow your IT company, then that's the show for you. Um, you know, it's it's marketing, but it's marketing for IT people. It's management, but it's management for IT people. And like I said earlier, like you, the the lessons that are being taught there, we've had we have a person who's, who 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 when Aces first started, we were back in person years ago. There was a woman who used to come. Her name is Marcy Lover. She's an accountant. She came as a speaker and she would come back year after year just to learn about business in general from other speakers, even though she had nothing to do with technology. Yeah. So you could come and learn about non-technical things, but there's going to be this air of technical around it because it, it is really geared towards um, IT professionals. But don't let that stop you. Salt Lake City, May 15th and 16th, 2024, if you're in the neighborhood, stop on by. Yeah, come hang out with us. Come hang out. Yeah, have an excuse to come travel. 
Okay, well, thank you so much. I I really think we went in a ton of different directions. I learned a ton. Um, I definitely know if you take nothing away from this uh, Apple Business Connect, I know there's a lot of things you say, but Apple Business Connect, I think is the first and foremost top of mind thing that you should go be Googling. <laughs> that bad. Go into Safari and Google it <laughs> or ask. Ask the lady in the box. Ask the lady in the box. No, those are the two, right? Business.apple.com. That's your Apple business manager. Business connect. Businessconnect.apple.com. Do those. And then yeah. you can always just Google mine it. Yeah. Yeah. Justin Escar for Tour Consulting Group. You can hit me up. We'll have all the things in the show notes as normal. Um, but thank you. Yep. Down, down here in the show notes. Check them out. Um, hit up Justin. Hit me up. We'll make sure to take care of you. And again, thank you so much for being here. You want me to end your show for you? Yeah, end my show for me. Very fun. This has been Passion on Purpose. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Click the bell for the notification. Hit up all those things. Leave us a review. We love reviews on the podcast, Apple Podcasts, all your podcast places. That's Steph. I'm Justin. This has been the show. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Passion on Purpose podcast. I truly hope you got a lot of value out of this episode. So if you did, please rate, review, and share. If you are interested in being a guest on the show, whether a leader or an expert, please go to getvim.com forward slash podcast and you will find our application page or reach out to me directly and I can give you more information. 